Welcome to Beyond the Call, brought to you by Start Church. We hope you enjoy the upcoming podcast and hope this time is empowering, inspiring, and helpful as you pursue the dream God has put in your heart. The participants of this podcast are not attorneys, and this recording is not to be considered legal advice. Please contact your local attorney's office where needed. Enjoy today's podcast. Welcome to Beyond the Call, the podcast in which we talk about topics that help churches and ministries protect what God has called them to lead. I'm Marielle, and on today's episode, we will be talking about a new model for church with Brandon Crook, pastor of Beacon Church. Brandon and Sarah Crook founded Beacon Church in April of 2019 out of a desire to serve the local community and share the message of Christ. Their goal is that Beacon would be a lighthouse in their city full of a diverse community of believers. Brandon, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored to be a part and uh, excited to, to share a little bit. Well, today we wanted to talk about church planning in the middle of the times that we're living in. And so I'd really like to begin by just hearing about the journey of Beacon Church and, and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, totally. We we felt like in 2017, we got kind of a vision where God was speaking to us about church planting and kind of stepping out from where we were. We had been in youth ministry for a while. So, you know, the idea of like lead pastoring and, and church planting was uh, a new for us. We knew kind of what it was, but totally a new, a new step out for us. So we just, we began to pray and kind of get a vision from God and Really, as we moved from where we were, we relocated to Atlanta, where we felt like that was the city God was calling us. And kind of long story short, we kind of parachuted in the city. We didn't have the luxury of a, like a large team or anything. So we kind of started from ground zero, connecting with people in our community, uh, building a team from scratch. And really then it, it was up to 2019 when we launched Easter of 2019, actually had our grand opening service. We had 50 people come out and it was an incredible day. We'll never forget it. And, um, and then we kind of launched from then on Sunday morning was, you know, the, the big target for us to continue reaching people and connecting. And then of course, about nine months after we launched uh, COVID hit and we had to kind of redesign everything we were doing. And uh, it was definitely a, a new season for us, a hard season for us. But we are so thankful and grateful that we were able to learn a lot through those seasons and um, kind of feel like we came out on the other side even better than we were. <laughs> so I kind of catches you up, I guess, to where we are today. So Brandon, when you guys were working on starting your church plant, what were some of the first steps you took to get started? So I think for like any church planner, you get a vision from God and you just want to, you know, have people over and get started. There's actually, there's like a business side to it. Obviously we actually went through start church uh, to get all of our papers in order and incorporated. And it was, it was like the easiest process completely worth the investment. It was the first, really the first purchase as a church that we did once we started kind of getting money so that we could make sure everything legally 
was taken care of. So we were thankful for you guys to be there. The, the systems that you guys helped create, all of the calls were perfect. And so I would highly recommend Start Church uh, for sure, because it worked for us. Well, that's so great to hear. It's always um, amazing to see some of the fruit from um, ministries and churches like yours that have decided to go with our Star Right service. And so we're so glad to hear that. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I want to talk a little bit more about um, just everything that happened with COVID. You know, you weren't alone in all the challenges that you faced. Um, we've been able to talk to pastors all around the country who have just had to adjust to um, all of the new normals, essentially, that have impacted everybody and especially the church. And so I'd love for you to speak a little bit into what it looked like for you to, um, to make changes and to adjust to um, social distancing and, and all of that. And how, how did you come to those strategies? Yeah. We were, of course, more of an urban church. So we were kind of in the city of Atlanta, the north side of Atlanta. And um, there's a lot more people. And also there's a lot less like venue space as it relates to kind of where we wanted to be in our budget. And so we were at first, as soon as COVID kind of hit, it was pretty much an immediate, the venue we were currently in was a hotel ballroom. We were able to rent from uh, the Marriott Hotel Ballroom on the north side of town. And um, it was pretty much an immediate, like one week we were there, COVID hit and, and we had to not meet there anymore. Everything was shutting down. So it pretty much forced us to immediately say, hey, we, we're gonna have to completely rethink this thing. And of course, at that time, no one knew it was gonna be several months of pretty much no church in person. At that point, it was, hey, we might have to relocate for a week or two or, or whatever. And so as one week went by, two weeks went, went by, we realized if we're going to keep who we have connected, we're going to have to create some things online. And so I immediately dove into learning more about like streaming and some of those, things. of course, as a small church plant, we were not equipped to really do a, a live stream on a, on a scale that a lot of larger churches were doing with a grand budget and some of those things. So it was like, what can we do that's excellent and connects with our target audience and, and makes an impact, right? And so uh, we learned about that. And then I basically started streaming from my home the first couple of services. And actually this was right around Easter of 2020, which was our one year anniversary at that point. Um, I, I, I streamed it from my iPhone. <laughs> I hadn't even invested in a camera or anything. And so I recorded our Easter service 2020 from my iPhone, did some post-production with it. And, uh, and it was really good. We felt like it was the best we could do. And then uh, we invested in some equipment and started kind of live streaming. And what we ended up feeling like hit home better for us was instead of trying to do it live in the moment, we would pre-record and add a little bit of post-production to it to tweak the audio, tweak kind of the, uh, the coloring of the video, make it look excellent, and then let it go live. And we found then we could prepare our audience in advance and also utilize our team to kind of be online as that is streaming to connect and 
you know, say, hey, and we tried to, you know, utilize Facebook a little bit and YouTube and uh, really tried to do what we felt we could do well. There's so many options to do things. And of course, you can, you know, go and as, as big as your budget is, you can reach as many people as you want. But we knew, hey, we're limited. But at the same time, we want to just be excellent in what we're doing. And so we tried to do less, but be excellent with that. And I felt like it worked for who we had. And we were able to actually grow online and connect with new people that way. Wow, that's a great solution. Um, you know, recording in advance and then going back and making everything just a super great quality. And um, that's a great strategy. So Brandon, continuing to talk about strategizing, you know, for the church moving forward, um, we aren't able to meet many aren't able to meet in large gatherings still, and the church is really heading more toward home group gatherings. So I'd love if you could speak into that area and maybe um, what steps you have taken and your team has taken to um, start heading in that direction. You know, what's cool about that question is that is exactly what we feel like the vision for our church and ministry is for this current season. We relaunched back in September as we felt comfortable to kind of start back with our gatherings. And we basically relaunched with a whole new church body with the exception of several of our team. And as we kind of walked through, you know, the fall and even into what is, you know, the holiday season, my wife and I really felt like God was giving us even this new vision for our specific church and even just praying and saying, what does the future of church look like, even post-pandemic, if you will. And we feel like for us, it was more of a network and more of a house church type ministry, uh, which isn't for necessarily everybody, but I think everyone should at least be able to think, if I have a large group, I still need to be able to connect with every single one and house church or small groups is exactly the way to do so. What we're doing is basically turning our entire church, rather than having one Sunday gathering with, you know, a lot of people, we're going to have multiple gatherings from Sunday to Sunday. And it could be a Tuesday night, a Thursday night, even we have one, we've launched literally this week, this model. Um, we had one on Sunday, we're going to have one, I believe, tonight and Thursday night. And what my wife and I are doing, we're creating online content. That'll all be ran from YouTube. So it'll be, you know, messages that will feel kind of like a Sunday sermon. There'll be encouraging devotionals. There'll be, you know, talks where I can pull in other team members. And we want to just try to create a variety of content. But specifically for like the house churches, they'll be able to pull that message from this week. And we are going to train leaders to host basically watch parties or house parties or whatever they want to call it. Um, our terminology is a crew. We're calling them crews, join a crew. And it's a much easier invite than to say, hey, come over to my house. Let's have some dinner. Let's hang out. And we're going we're gonna to have church together. Um, that's a much easier invite now more than ever than trying to say, hey, come to church on Sunday and go through all those logistics. And so I think house church is definitely the future. And even for us, it's like going back in time, looking at, you know, the church of Acts, how the church was born in the home and God moved in incredible ways. 
And so we're actually taking on that model head first and we're gonna be resourcing leaders. And you know, our vision is to do this, not just in one city, but in, in multiple cities and be able to have house churches, you know, that are beacon church, home churches all throughout the Southeast or wherever God might grow it in the future. So we're excited about it for sure. But I think everybody should have this on their radar in some form or fashion for sure. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing, Brandon. That is so exciting. And I agree with you. And I, I think that's what, you know, that's the direction that the church at large is heading toward these home group gatherings. And, um, you know, especially coming out of 2020, so many people are feeling isolated and being able to connect in those smaller group gatherings again is just so needed during this time. There's a connection that can happen um, in a home with a small group of people that can't even happen in, in, a, in a large you know, Sunday, Sunday gathering. And so it's really exciting to hear what you guys are doing. Um, and I, I'd actually, if you have some more thoughts, I'd like for you to share on what it might look like, you know, to train and prepare leaders to lead those, um, your crews and those groups. What do you have some certain um, strategies that you're starting to implement for uh, that area? Yeah, well, you know, for us, what we're doing is looking at, okay, because um, this conversation is coming up even a lot more beyond just home groups. It's like, could a church exist exclusively online, right? And how do we still have the intimacy with connecting one-on-one -on -one with people? How do we have new members? All of those questions are coming up as, as the church is kind of evolving from what it used to be. And in home groups, for us, it's trying to help our team specifically uh, feel like they have ownership of this, where we want things to right, be cohesive, right? We want it to all feel like every house church has some, you know, bit of the beacon you know, brand, if you want to call it that, or the Beacon Church feel, but also kind of an individual feel based on who is leading it and the location. Like we have a Buckhead crew in, in the city of Atlanta. We're, we're going to have a North Atlanta, which will be more like in the uh, metro region. And then we'll have one that'll be closer to the South side. So those are different locations, different demographics, different leaders. But for we want to do the two things, equip these people to know that they are leaders, but they don't have to feel like a pastor. They also don't have to feel like, oh my gosh, I have to cover all of this material. I have to, you know, pray for people and do, we don't want them to feel so stressed out where they can't lead in their own unique way. So we want to resource them as best as we possible can. And this is kind of just our model that we're creating. There's Honestly, there's so many different ways to do it. I know other guys who are doing house church where it is completely independent. Each small location is its own unique thing where it's not cohesive between one or the other. Um, and for us, we just feel like, hey, we want to try to keep everybody on the same page. So we're literally creating our own curriculum that will have all of the content from the message we've recorded. And then it's got follow-up questions that if they're sitting at their dining room table with you know six or seven people that have just watched this message on their tv they can say hey what did you think all of the different kind of little follow-up questions that 
would engage kind of natural or organic conversation to take place where the leader feels like, hey, I can talk about this a little bit or it feels personal enough where they can share and then it allows others to chime in. And so we just want to do our best to make every leader feel confident to lead well. Um, we actually did something super wild and we created like promo boxes. You know how you can order like a subscription box? Yeah. We're, we're actually creating a promo box um, that's going to be our crew leader box. And so every person who signs up to be a leader of a house church or what we're calling a crew will actually get a beacon box. And inside that, it will look kind of like a subscription box, but inside that it'll have like connect cards. It'll have um, all the material for like the four weeks of kind of sermon topics that we'll have. It'll just be like a resource box and kind of cool. It feels kind of like they've got some swag if you know, and, and they can open it and feel confident to, to, to lead well. And then we also have a, a shared Google drive where all of this is digital as well. So they can jump right on there. So from our end, like from the leader, leader perspective or from me as the pastor, I'm just trying to give them as much as they possibly can have to feel comfortable. And then from their end, I want them to say, hey, now I can take all of this and, and lead from the place of you know myself. I don't have to try to copy this or do this. I can hang out with my friends, be myself. And we believe people are going to come to know Christ because of this and that God is going to take this and, and multiply it kind of however he, he like. Absolutely. I agree with you in that. And it just, the framework that you guys have created, it sounds like it's something that's very easy to multiply because so much of it is based online. You know, you can send out those crew boxes to um, any location. And so I'm excited for what you're doing. And even, you know, as the body of Christ starts to get a hold of these type of strategies, the the possibility for just people getting discipled in Jesus, mm-hmm. um, seeing lives, you know, transformed by the gospel, it's going to be so exponential <laughs> what can, what can happen. And so um, it's exactly. really exciting to hear. Yeah. Just these innovative ideas. And um, it sounds like you guys are ahead of the curve with um, strategizing for just this new era that we've really entered into <laughs> as a church. Um so, and, and kind of along those lines, Brandon, I, I would love to hear your thoughts, just taking a bigger picture at what's happening in the body of Christ. Where do you feel like, you know, this year and um, in the coming seasons, where do you feel like the church is heading and where's the, um, the future of, you know, church planting going? Well, church as a whole, I think this year is going I think the biggest challenge this year for the church in general, the big C, but then obviously every church independently from that is going to be just attendance, whether they they're doing a house church kind of thing, or they're trying to get their Sundays back. Right. It's going to be, how do I, how do I get back to where I was? And I think that thought is, is probably pretty common, but really it needs to, to not even be compared to the before, like, we need to stop thinking about we need to get back to where we were before COVID and really start saying, God, this is a totally new season. This is a totally fresh start. So although I want to see our, where it was or this do through our ministry in this season, and it's going to be 
a totally, potentially a totally different strategy for many churches, uh, a totally different prayer even, and looking at, okay, who do we need to try to follow up with and reconnect with? But also as a church, now this is a grand opportunity to evaluate what was working and what can we do to attract new people to come to church. And I think the future of the church is going to be more connected. I feel like people are more awake to realizing that church potentially for not everyone by all means, but for, for some church had just be kind of uh, driven around the Sunday service. It was completely driven by the band and the lights and the timed message. And although there is absolutely nothing wrong with structure whatsoever, um, sometimes that can become what we depend on for a move of God. And all of a sudden, it's just like clockwork. It's happening every week and there's no spirit behind it. And I think the church is awake more now than ever that if we're going to see a move of God, we actually need God to run the show, right? We actually need God in our church more now than ever. So whether that is not making it so produced that it feels like a performance or even in your small group house church, being okay with talking about like God <laughs> in a more intimate way and not just trying to sugarcoat Christianity, but actually bring people into a real conversation about a life with Jesus Christ and a life with, you know, living for God. And I think we're going to see a move of God because of this, like we've never seen before, if I'm honest with you. Um, I've been to several church services and even a couple that are back to, you know, large gatherings and even sensing the presence of God in these larger groups, something is shifted for sure. Something is different. And what I feel like is now pastors should be, if not already, more open and sensitive to, to the spirit and to allowing God to, to move how he wants to move in your service. That's some great insight, Brandon. And um, I agree with you. I think that, you know, where we're heading, we're going to see a move of God like we've never seen before. And, um, you know, and, and you were speaking a little bit into how we have to allow essentially, you know, God to break our boxes and our old traditional way of doing things and just get on the new page of where, where the Holy Spirit is leading the church. Um, so I'm just curious as well, like just as from a pastor's perspective, what advice or encouragement do you have, you know, for a church planner who is wanting to plan a church in this time? Um, what would you say to them um, about why now is a good time for them to consider planning a church? Oh, I, I've got two things maybe that would maybe help. The first <laughs> from my own, <laughs> from learning, <laughs> it's, it's like, I've learned at least what not to do. I have so much more to learn, but at least I have like a couple of things where I can say, don't do that. But I would say to a specifically a church planner, like, don't feel like you have to rush. Um, when we get a vision from God as an entrepreneur or as someone who feels like God has called me to start something, to start a church, right? we can get super excited 
and and want to just run right into it head first and dive in. Um, and sometimes what actually ends up happening is we can outrun God in the process because I feel like there has to be a preparation that God does uh, before he can launch us out. So for church planners, don't try to skip or rush the preparation process because it's imperative that God speaks to you in the moments before you get a team together and in the moments before uh, you launch this church, like speaks to you and your family and, and you know, whether it's husband and wife together, uh, getting a healthy family together and starting from a, a healthy place and not an unhealthy place. That is so important. So I would say, don't feel like you have to rush. Like there's something I put on the calendar. Okay, I'm launching my church you know, next, this time next year. And so everything we do is going to lead up until then, but maybe God wants it to be a little bit further out or, or maybe it's sooner, but I would say, try to have an ear right into the Holy spirit and what he's wanting to do. Cause the success of my church is really not dependent upon my, me. Like I'm just the steward. God runs the church, right? And this is his baby. And so if God's called me to do it, then it's just my job to follow his lead and the second thing I would say would be to stop comparing. Um, this got me in trouble, to be honest with you. Gets many pastors in trouble. Um, comparison is a, is a trap and a lie from the enemy. And as a church planner, we want to look at what everyone else is doing. As a church planner, we want to see what church plants succeeded. What did they do to make them succeed? What church plants failed? And what did they do to fail? And if we're not careful in that process, we will start idolizing the success of other churches and trying to apply what they did to what we're going to do. And we can actually end up completely running in a different direction than God wants us to if we're just taking what everyone else is doing and putting it into our, you know, our vision and mission and also comparing where we are to where others are. Like there will always be another church plant ahead of you, ahead of us. There will always be another church that's bigger. There will always be another pastor that is doing, you know, stuff that is further ahead. There will always be a greater preacher than you, you know, so there's, there's always going to be somebody out there and we cannot look around wishing it was us and comparing and saying, well, I'm not doing enough because they're succeeding more than me. Um, my success is not dependent upon the world standards. My success is not dependent upon um, what these other churches are, are saying their success is. My success is, am I being obedient to what God wants me to do now in this season and where he wants me to go? And so for a church planner, it's imperative that you almost put blinders on, draw inspiration from wherever you love. Um, Pull in things that fill you up and give you creativity, but don't begin to compare yourself to others because it will slow you down. It will make you feel inadequate. It will, it will kill your, your spiritual game. And I think church plants fail um, because they feel like they have to measure up to some status quo. And the reality is I'm just going to go where God's called me to go. And I'm going to try to follow his lead on this thing. And it's not easy. I can make it sound kind of easy, but it, it really comes by taking it day by day and allowing the God to kind of speak into your ministry 
And of course, that doesn't eliminate the hustle behind it. I would say for a church planner, get ready to, to work, <laughs> get ready to hustle, get ready to do things you've never done before. Um, don't be afraid to learn. Don't be afraid to, to grow. Find spiritual leaders that can pour into you, pull the best out of you, tell you to, to not do this, to do this. And, and I think you'll see great success. Um, through hopefully those couple of little nuggets that I've learned over the years. That was so good, Brandon. Thank you for sharing. Definitely some wise words of advice. Um, and so I'm just curious, how can people stay connected with what you're doing and what Beacon Church is doing? Where can we find you? Uh, we try to, we're trying to be all over the place. Um, we can obviously online is beacon.online. That's kind of our website and where everything comes from. But uh, we, we try to upload content to YouTube. So you can search Beacon Church online on YouTube or kind of our Beacon Church Atlanta is kind of our handle for a lot of things. On Instagram, we're Beacon Church online. Uh, same with Facebook. That's our church. And then myself personally is Brandon A. Crook is my handle. So you can search on Instagram, Brandon A. Crook. Um, give me a follow. We'll follow you back. And uh, stay connected in those ways. Well, that's awesome. So Brandon, just for a final uh, question, do you have any last thoughts, you know, based on what we've talked about today that you'd like to share with our listeners? You know, I would say, don't be afraid of change. Honestly, uh, we're, we are in a season of change for the church and, and um, it's okay to, to hold on to things that work. Don't be afraid of, of trying new things. Um, you know, as pastors and ministers, sometimes there, there's this, you know, fear to try new things because we're going to lose people. But in all reality, um, I feel like if God's going to do something new, then we've got to be open to something new as well. So just like for kind of what we've tried to do is be creative and innovative. Um, you know, we're going into uncharted territory with how we're doing church right now. There's not really a model to follow. And there could be other church planners that are in that same boat. They feel like, well, I don't really know what model to follow. That's okay. Um, don't be afraid of change and innovation. And if you fail or if it doesn't work, that doesn't mean the church is going to fail or fall apart. It doesn't mean that you're a failure. It just means it's that's another way that's not going to work. So let's keep trying new things and keep it about people. Um, keep it about connecting with people and growing people's faith. I say this to our team all the time. Uh, the difference between a crowd and a congregation is a crowd comes to the show and leaves when it's over. A congregation comes, but they stay to help clean up. And that's what I want is a congregation or better yet, a community uh, of, of believers. So that's what we're after. And I think as the church, that's what we need to be after. That's so good. Thank you so much for sharing, Brandon. And thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. It's been an absolute joy to have you. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, it's been an awesome time. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Call, brought to you by Start Church. If you have any questions about what you've heard today, please give us a call at 844-641-5718 or visit our website at startchurch.com. We hope you'll join us for the next episode of Start Church Beyond the Call. Start Church has helped thousands of churches and ministries protect what God has given them to lead. 
check out our website at startchurch.com or feel free to call at 844-641-5718. We would be honored to serve you.